Good evening. Welcome to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sincata here with Ricky Sanders talking about fantasy baseball Wednesday afternoon and night, April 15th, 2015. Ricky, how are you doing tonight? Doing well. You know, finally, for the first time in about three days, I, the hitters that I had listed as elite hitters tonight are coming through. I had a lot of Daniel Murphy, Adam Jones. Uh, so that's good. I I didn't have any Strasburg, but man, what's wrong with what's wrong with him? Yeah, that that's a crazy thing. Uh, when you'll see what happened with Steven Strasburg, it's only a couple of games, so you don't want to go in the panic cycle. But uh, what led you to Daniel Murphy in tonight's action? Uh, well, Daniel Murphy. Uh, I kind of liked the Mets stack, and the more I looked at it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of moved away from the Mets as an overall stack. Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> now that we were do, I'm doing looking at tomorrow's matchups. Who pitched tonight for Philadelphia? Uh, we had the immortal David Buchanan. Buchanan, that's right. I looked at it and I liked uh, I liked the matchup with Murphy. I liked the fact that he gets on base and Buchanan, uh, not the greatest at uh, you know keeping runners off of base. So I thought he had a chance to at least in cash games, you know, to to give you a walk, to give you a single, something like that, and it turns out he actually took him deep. So was uh, very nice to see him finally come through. Tony Cicada, Ricky Sanders, DailyRoto.com, part of the Fantasy Sports Network. You can watch this podcast on Fantasy Sports Network at 1.30 in the afternoon on, uh, you know, local cable providers. Check out the Fantasy Sports Network. If they don't have it, you can always move to the New York area. Or you go to FantasySportsNetwork.com and take a look at that and all the great programming, 24 hours a day, seven days a week of fantasy sports programming. If you did not catch last night's podcast, uh, last night we had Rand Thad from Roto Grinders who won the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship. Uh, are, you, are you aware of Rad Thad? I am. He has a very interesting story. I've looked into him before. I actually, when I met with Michael Rathburn, he told me his story that he was some kind of high-end doctor and he was playing a lot of money and uh, just kept losing. So Rathburn told him, you know, you might want to start learning what you're doing instead of just donating. So he played $1 head-to-heads against all the top people for a month and looked at what they were doing, and that's kind of how he learned how to play. So I do know about Rad Thad, and I actually have used his strategy somewhat, you know, when I was starting. Oh, that's that's good. At least you didn't uh, learn from, you know, um, Pee Wee Herman, I guess. <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, I was I was looking at guys like Drew Dinkmeyer and players like that, and I'd play the $1, and I'd go, why didn't I choose that guy? And, and you think it through. Uh, that's absolutely great stuff. So everybody go check that out. And actually, uh, we've got a couple winners coming on this week. We have the fantasy, uh, the FanDuel Fantasy Basketball Champion coming on this week. And we also will have Max Albert, who came in second place at the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship. So it's going to be all championship week here. Yeah. What a, what an honor for the guy coming in second. Still gets his props. Still gets his time in the in the sun. You know, even though he didn't uh, win the number one spot. Yeah, he got twenty grand though. Well, there you go. Can't really complain about that, even if you don't get your radio spots. And, and plus, he's a premium subscriber. Perfect. 
So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. He's got it all working out. And he, too, has just learned how to play Daily Fantasy Sports. Uh, he heard the commercial on uh, he heard the commercial on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, so he decided to give it a shot. Then he decided to buy our premium product. And then when he won the trip to California, his friends didn't believe him. They thought it was all a joke and it was all made up until they actually heard him on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio talking to me. <laughs> that is awesome. What a way to show them. If only I could have a have a radio to settle all our disputes with my friends, you know, life would be much better. <laughs> and tomorrow's action we get Miami and Atlanta going at each other. Seven and a half total. Dan Harrett, Eric Stultz. Stultz, uh, uh let's say Let's call him a uh, sketchy left-hander uh, against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, the Braves, when you look at the bats that you're trying to to go at, except for some of the cheaper bats in the uh, in in this situation, you could take a stab at them. But you got a bad ballpark. You got not great offenses here. I don't see anything I love from this perspective. Um, you know, Freddie Freeman's a guy that uh, you look at first base with Dan Harron having some issues here, but the ballpark will correct a lot of that. Yeah, I'd much rather go against Eric Stoltz and Dan Heron. You know, the total isn't incredibly high, and I have to figure when Vegas is looking at that, they figure most of the runs are coming off of Eric Stoltz because, as you mentioned, you called him sketchy. I think sketchy would be offended by that. I really don't think Eric Stoltz is, you know, much of a pitcher. So I actually think Dan Heron, if you're going cheap, you might be able to get a cheap win from him uh, just because of matchup purposes. But, I agree with you. I don't particularly – none of the Atlanta hitters really stick out. I see the Marlins as being – even though because of the ballpark, you know, I still see them being a stack option for tomorrow night. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, I know they scored eight runs. I don't believe he hit a home run tonight. We're still awaiting that first home run. It's coming. I'm not worried about Giancarlo Stanton. And, you know, Eric Stoltz could be the guy to do it. And then you have Philadelphia and the New York match. Jerome Williams, Jonathan Neese, a 165 favorite is Jonathan Neese over Jerome Williams. A seven total, though, in this game. Um, this is one, again, I, I look at it, a decent pitcher's ballpark uh, here. Not a lot that I love, but Jerome Williams does have some home run tendencies. Yeah, I agree with you. I am more prone to go with the Mets in this one. Uh, you know, Jonathan Neese actually presents sort of a bad matchup for the Phillies because we know they've got Ryan Howard and the aging lefties. So that's probably keeping their total down, uh, despite the fact that, you know, John Neese had a kind of a wild first outing, nine runners in five innings. So I don't really like any of the Phillies bats, but I think you can get away with some of the Mets bats, uh, Duda, Murphy again. You know, I'm willing to go with some of them against Williams. The low total kind of worries me, so I'm probably looking elsewhere. Ricky Sanders, Tony Scott at DailyRoto.com. Uh, coming to you on Wednesday's action for Daily Fantasy Baseball, Wednesday afternoon. Cincinnati and the Chicago Cubs, Jason Marquis, Travis Wood uh, playing in Chicago. Of course, we don't have a total yet because we're going to see how the wind's blowing. And that will dictate a lot here because Jason Marquis is a guy you definitely want to try to take advantage of. And right-handers have had some success against Travis Wood here. Uh, but from Cincinnati's perspective, you're looking at Todd Frazier as the guy there. And Billy Hamilton's playing with a little bit of an injury don't know if he'll be in the lineup today yeah i agree with you i think frazier is one of the elite plays uh for tomorrow night especially first third i think devin mesoraco is worth a shot 
And then on the other side of it, you know, Jason Marquis, terrible against those lefties. And the Cubs have a really, really good one in Anthony Rizzo. So I think you could use him. I think you can use Miguel Montero if you're looking to go cheaper at catcher. You know, when you go cheap on certain guys, then you get all pissed off when, like, I I, I wanted to go Robinson. I didn't have much money for the catcher position tonight, and I almost went Robinson Cherinos. And he just hit a three-run homer, and uh, I, I did not use him. And and half of my lineups, I got Carlos Carrasco. So not a good night for uh, those two situations. No, the Carrasco, I was at dinner when it happened, but people were texting me. It uh, looks like he's going to escape major injury. There's no sign of uh, a, con- what you, a concussion, and it's supposedly just a contusion. I got those two mixed up. But so – Luckily, he's going to be okay. I did see a replay when I got home, but yeah, that was a tough break for DFS purposes. Do you think there was any foul play involved? <laughs> I find that hard to believe. You know, it's hard enough to hit a baseball as is. Uh, unless you're Babe Ruth, it's pretty hard to aim one right at a guy's forehead. Well, you just never know because, uh, you know, someone could have been subscribing and said, Tony Sincana has Carlos Carrasco. Let's do what we can. And I thought that was foul play. That is true, and if there was someone people would be conspiring against, it would be Tony Cincata, but I think I'm going to rule it out this time around. All right. I feel better, at least. At least we discussed <laughs> it. We put it out there in the open. Uh, maybe it'll be corrected next time, so we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, you got an 8 nothing game in that Texas Rangers game. Uh, next on the agenda, of course, in the big games for 4-15, April 15th, 2015, is... The Milwaukee Brewers and the St. Louis Cardinals, Willie Peralta versus Lance Lynn. Uh, this is a game where you could have some strikeouts, seven and a half total here. Um, I like it from St. Louis's standpoint there. The ballpark's a 152 total. The Milwaukee Brewers have been struggling at the bat. Carlos Gomez seems to ride himself, but you get strikeouts there. Uh, you get strikeouts a little later in the Milwaukee Brewers' batting order. Uh, it could be a, a nice night for Lance Lynn. Yeah. He is one of my preferred starting pitching options for sure. I had him circled. I agree with you. The Brewers have been struggling. Lance Lynn does have some solid K potential. And Willie Peralta had a decent you know, first outing, but I think the opportunity is going to be there for the Cardinals to score some runs. So Lance Lynn may have a chance at a win as well. I'm with you. I like him. I actually like a lot of the mid-tier pitchers tomorrow, and I'm usually you know, on the Kershaws of the world. But tomorrow night, I am going to be saving some money on pitching, and Lance Lynn's going to be you know, one of them. Lance Lynn, of course, in your plans for success. And you got to be dressed. Do you dress for success? Like, do you get uh, dressed really nice before you uh, put in your lineups? I do not. It usually includes sweatpants, uh, and actually, probably usually is a generous term. It usually includes boxers, and that's the uh, beautiful thing about DFS. That is the beautiful thing for DFS. Uh, do you ever put a lineup together that you think that you have no chance of winning, but you do it anyways? Uh yes, I. You know, like I said, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a big money starting pitching guy. So there'll be yeah. nights like tonight where I just kind of put a bullet in there where you don't spend any money on starting pitching and you go with all the top hitters. And that lineup remains to be seen how I'm doing. I know one of the pitchers was Despagna, and I'm trying to think who the other one is. Uh, I did have Adam Jones in that one. I did have Mike Trout who's got a hit. But, you know, when I said it, I said, you know, the Matt Harveys of the world and the guys who you're paying more for probably are just going to kill these pitchers. But it's worth the shot. You know what I did tonight in the 10 o'clock only games? 
uh, I did something that I would never recommend anyone doing. I used Kristen Bergman and and Despani as my two pitchers, and then I just threw out right, right left splits and just put an all star team together. And because I knew I had enough money, so I put golf, Paul Goldschmidt at first, Robinson Cano at second, Kyle Seeger at third, Troy Tulowitzki at short, Nelson Cruz outfield, Corey Dickerson, and Carlos Gonzalez outfield. And Buster Posey was my catcher, but he didn't play, so I had to go Mike Zanino. Uh, so I just put, like, the best players and didn't care about tonight's game. Like, if I could just put together an all-star team, that's what I did. <laughs> hey, you never know. If you got hitters like that, you know, baseball is full of random occurrences. <laughs> Better to bet on those guys than the than the alternative. Well, as long as my pitching don't get killed and Despania walk the opening batter, so we'll see how that one works out for us uh, tonight. So the all-star method of going through a daily fantasy, not one I subscribe to, but uh, tonight I, I threw caution to the wind. Brandon Morrow and Chase Anderson going at it. Arizona and San Diego tomorrow night, six and a half total at Petco Park. How many games is Chase Anderson involved in that you have a six and a half total? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And here's another mid-tier pitcher that I really like tomorrow night is Brandon Morrow. Uh, obviously, he's pitched in some decent pitcher's parks before, but now we're talking just about as good a pitcher's park as it gets in the National League. Threw a good game the first time out. Uh, he's got the strikeout potential. He's got a decent opponent, although obviously Paul Goldschmidt and there are some guys in the middle of the order that you worry about a little, but you think San Diego should at least neutralize them some. If they hit a ball 410 feet, there's a chance it won't leave the yard. So you got to like Brandon Morrow more than usual tomorrow night. There you go. Brandon Morrow is a guy uh, that I think he can definitely play in this action tomorrow night uh, when we get a little less down on the pitcher. Colorado, San Francisco, uh, Tyler Matzik goes to San Francisco, which will be pitcher forgiving Park, and he goes up against Tim Lincecum in this one. Uh, the Colorado Rockies have did not in the opener hit in San Francisco, and if you look at right-handed bats in San Francisco, uh, not a lot to love there. Yeah, but I do want to go against Matzik if at all possible. You know, we're talking, he gave up eight homers to righties last year, 300 batting average, 372 weighted on base, but I agree with you. You know, in terms of San Francisco righties, there isn't too much, but the little that it is, I will want to go against. Uh, Tim Lincecum, probably not a pitcher I'm going to use. I just really don't have that much faith in him, although, you know, he, he does have the stuff when he puts it all together to throw a good game. But, you know, the Rockies lineup worries me. I think uh, some of the guys have seen him plenty. You know, I worry about Tulowitzki and and Gonzalez and, and the rest of the good hitters in that lineup. So I'll probably avoid Lincecum and Matzik, and I'll see what the Giants lineup looks like. If we got some righties hitting near the top, you know, they may be worth tournament consideration. So is it is it a lineup, though, that you feel comfortable that you'll go with some of the lesser players uh, in that San Francisco. And basically, if you need a cheap flyer, uh, shoot that uh, San Francisco giant in that's right-handed because you know you have the 300 batting average there. Exactly, exactly. That's definitely my, you know, I'm not going to uh, stack San Francisco bats, even though, you know, Matzik is someone you want to go against. But if, you know, Angel Pagan's leading off or something and you got money for him, then sure, you could throw him in there. And then, of course, we got a big matchup tomorrow night with the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Indians, John Danks and Trevor Bauer. Uh, Danks, definitely susceptible to right-handed uh, power hitters, but the bottom line is 
Uh, Cleveland is the lowest weighted on base average last year in Major League Baseball. Trevor Bauer absolutely threw the ball great his first game. A little wild uh, going against the Chicago White Sox, struggling. Yeah, and that's kind of my thought process in this one, is going against Trevor Bauer, I want the hitters that are uh, smart at the plate and aren't just free swingers like the you know the Tyler Flowers of the world probably aren't the greatest matchup for him because he does have strikeout potential and if he you know if he stays away from the plate Flowers may be the one to chase it but look at their lineup you know someone like Jose Abreu or Adam LaRoche who walked 80 or so times last year you know those are guys that I think you really could use um, in a good hitter's ballpark against Trevor Bauer in terms of John Danks you're right there's not a whole lot of power against them, you know, in terms of the Indians, but I do like Carlos Santana as a guy to deploy against him. There we go, Carlos Santana. Uh, Jan Gomes would have been nice, but not nice tomorrow. Right, right. Well, you can always go with Perez, who's been literally near the minimum in terms of catching, so if you completely want to punt it, he's not a terrible shot. He's not a terrible shot? You know, I can't. Uh, there's one other guy out there in Cleveland. Jeez, he only plays against lefties. He's an outfielder. I can't believe I just forgot his name now. Uh, off the top of my head, I, I, I'm going to find the Cleveland Indians' name because I'm I'm, I'm uh, on a mission now, and I am pissed off. And there are people listening on the podcast right now that are saying this guy's a knucklehead because he can't remember the guy's name. And it's Ryan Rayburn, absolutely crushed left-hander there you go. Uh, for, for most of his career. And he's always a cheap option. You can put him in there. So there you go, people. You just need to be patient. I got a lot on my mind. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to juggle two sports. So all I could have told you is it wasn't David Murphy because I know I have him in leagues <laughs> and I didn't like him this week because he's played against all the lefties. Uh, the Chicago White Sox and the Cleveland Indians, you have it there. The Los Angeles Angels, Texas Rangers, you have Hector Santiago versus Anthony Renando. Uh, this game is going to have feature a total. The total isn't out yet, uh, but this is going to be about a nine total again in Texas. And this is a game that, again, I think from a right-handed uh, bat for, for, for Texas, you can go into your lineup. And then Hector Santiago is a guy that doesn't throw the ball by people. Uh, he's going to have a tough time, and he's going to pitch into contact. Yeah, but let me tell you what I, why Hector Santiago is maybe my favored pitcher tomorrow in terms of tournaments is because now, even without Ryan Rua, it's gotten worse. That Texas lineup is so insanely left-handed, and I'm writing about it, it, it is, in the Picks article. It is ridiculous. I mean, we're talking Leonis Martin, Chu, Prince Fielder, Odor, Moreland, and now Piguero, who's playing every day. I know the ballpark isn't going to be favorable to a guy pitching the contact, so you know the odds of him throwing a shutout aren't great, but I think the odds of him pitching deep into the game and possibly a chance for the win against Renato are, are pretty good, so I really like Hector Santiago, even though I don't really like him as a pitcher hardly at all, I do like him as a DFS option for tomorrow night. Well, we just had back-to-back home runs by Robinson Cano and Nelson Cruz um, in my all-star lineup. David Huff, I, I don't even know how he has a job in Major League Baseball. And I, I didn't use Robinson Cano, of course, if I made a normal lineup, because Cano is a guy that has a 300 lifetime average against lefties. But when you have the whole league to choose from, you can find a better matchup. So I didn't use him. Uh, in those, because I think actually Ricky Weeks made more sense to me. He was less a price, and he actually was on base. He started off the game with a hit uh, in this one. 
but I did use Nelson Cruz in every lineup that I have tonight. I thought he was the best play in uh, baseball. It was either him or Andrew Jones in Daily Fantasy Baseball tonight. Yeah, and I just actually watching that pitch, as you're saying this, that was right in the heart of the plate, and he killed it. You know, you like Nelson Cruz. He actually crushed righties last year, but to be quite honest, he crushes everyone. He was a great play tonight, and he showed you why, killing that baseball. Uh, Nelson Cruz getting it done there, and... uh... Uh, I moved into the uh, I moved into the money. I put two teams in the five hundred thousand dollars sweet spot uh, tonight over at DraftKings, and I, I've got a team now in the top four thousand. It's still a long time to go, so hopefully it can hang on. And my other team, of course, got knocked in the head with the Carlos Carrasco. I went with Shane Green as my other pitcher tonight with Matt Harvey. Yeah, I used a lot of green. You know, uh, my strategy tonight, I played a lot of DraftKings tonight, and I kind of did some rotation of Arietta, Harvey, Despagna, and green with a lot of Harvey and green. And so far, it's worked out. Harvey wasn't absolutely lights out, but he was good enough with all the strikeouts, and I agreed with you. I really liked green tonight against the the Pirates, and, and he came through. He came through, we came through, we all came through right here at DailyRoto.com. So make sure you get part of it and you jump on board and you'll be part of this great things happening over at DailyRoto.com. You know, even with those two home runs in my lineup, I'm only 24th uh, in that tournament. So uh, they need to pick it up. I need to keep hitting the ball. I've got some other bats coming up, though, so hopefully uh, uh, they'll work out and my uh, my crazy uh, pitching will uh, take care of itself. You know what, though? I kind of feel bad if I actually win that way. <laughs> well, uh, you better hope that none of the people are listening and put a hit out, another hit out on one of your guys, as you so suggested at the opening of the show. You know what? I, I was I play this guy that basically he learned to play daily fantasy from listening to the show, um, and uh, he's beat me like three, four nights in a row. And this is the second time in those four nights that I've had a pitcher go down in the game. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? I said, do you go to church? I sent him a message on Twitter. <laughs> do you go to church or something? What's going on here? <laughs> that's that's pretty hard to believe. There's got to be some kind of bad beat you know, jackpot in Vegas for a pitcher going down three straight nights. So maybe you should, uh, you know, break a mirror or walk under a ladder or something to try and reverse your luck. I forget who the other guy I had was, but obviously you don't want to remember that. I think that's that's the whole key. <laughs> exactly. Well, when you have terrible short-term memory like me, nothing ever hurts for very long. Tampa and Toronto go at it tomorrow night. No total on this one. Mock Burley against Tampa, Erasmo Ramirez. Uh, I'll tell you what, these are two pitches that could absolutely get bombed. Uh, I don't have a total in this game. Burley, uh, you get the right-handed. Tampa, not a great hitting team by any stretch of the imagination. But you got some cheap players in that lineup, and then Evan Longoria is going to come into play in this one in a great hitting environment. And Erasmo Ramirez, to me, is just one of the guys that is hanging on to a job. Toronto let a rookie off the hook tonight. A rookie with a great pedigree, though, that's going to be one of the top pitchers in Major League Baseball. But he was a ground ball pitcher, and he did keep the ball on the ground tonight. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens in this game with the Blue Jays tomorrow night. Yeah, I agree with you. Rasmo Ramirez is someone you could play a lot of bats against tomorrow night. I really think that they may tee off on him. Burley, he's kind of one of those guys that you're not particularly sure from game to game, but I do know that I like Evan Longoria. And the guy that homered tonight was Steven Souza. is another guy I think yeah. you can use against him tomorrow night. So 
I, if I were going to use a pitcher in this game, it would be Burley of the two because I don't have a lot of faith in that Tampa Bay offense. I think, you know, from a season-long perspective, I think Longoria is a little bit overrated, and he's probably their best hitter. So I like him. Uh, Erasmo Ramirez is a guy who I thought had potential in the last few years. Hasn't really shown it, and the Blue Jays certainly have an excellent lineup with Donaldson, Encarnacion, Batista, Reyes, the names go on and on, and so they could do a little bit of teeing off. We like teeing off, we love DailyRoto.com, and we love our daily fantasy baseball. Baltimore and the New York Yankees go at it. Nathan Eovaldi and Bud Norris. Uh, Bud Norris was a human gas grill the last time out there, and he gets the Yankees in Baltimore. That being said, you look at it, Mark Teixeira, does anyone know he has three home runs already? I actually didn't know he had three. I knew he had a few. I mean, I've seen some of the balls he's hit, too. He has crushed them. I mean, the, those swings have looked like the Mark share of old. You know, I don't expect him to put up the 30, 40 home run seasons with 100 RBIs, but, you know, him and Alex Rodriguez are kind of rejuvenated old men in the middle of that lineup. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out and how you guys absolutely get it done at DailyRoto.com. When you look at this, though, and you look at this Yankees-Baltimore game, eight and a half total. There gotta be guys that you're tackling. Eovaldi is basically a guy that's featured a fastball for most of his career. Uh, and you look at some of these big Baltimore bats and guys that can go deep. There's gotta be room for some some big big at bats in this game. And I would think some home run totals. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the place that I would start is actually with some of the Yankees. I actually like some of their left-handed bats in this one. I like the top of the lineup. As we know, usually against righties, you're going to get the Ellsbury-Brett uh, Gardner combination. I think they could be getting on base. Bud Norris can be a little wild. He also has strikeout potential. So you, you got to worry about that from the two of them. But uh, I think that's where I'd start with the bats. Then going over uh, you know, on the other side, uh, Eovaldi has actually been worse against left-handers. So you could look at some of the left-hand bats on Baltimore. But really, I agree with you. He's kind of a fastball pitcher, so I'm not really scared of using you know, the Adam Jones, Stephen Pierce of the world. I, I, I think this game, 8.5, is probably a fair number. There's going to be runs scored here. There's going to be you know, offense to go around. So I talked about the Andrew Kashner game last night, and <laughs> and it was a six and a half total in the game, and I was like, I don't understand this. Why it's so low? I have no idea. Like this is crazy. So I get a message on Twitter. Some guy actually went and bet the over on it. We don't condone gambling on this show. It's fantasy sports. It's a game of skill. But I'm going to give you another one. I have no idea why this line is so hot. Why? I have one casino with an eight on the Oakland-Houston game. The rest, seven and a half. Drew Pomerantz and Colin McHugh. I absolutely think Drew Pomerantz is the best pitcher on the day against the Houston Astros, a team full of strikeouts. And I don't think Colin McHugh is that far behind him. I agree with you. I, I don't understand that line either. You know, Pomerantz is a guy who was a strikeout machine in preseason. He looked awfully good the last time around, and now he's facing a team that was second in the major leagues in strikeout last year and first in the American League. And those have continued this season, are going to continue with guys like Chris Carter and George Springer. So I agree with you. Pomerantz is a great play. Uh, he's actually favored, if I remember seeing that right. Let me double-check, make sure that's right. That's right. The Athletics are favored on the road. So, you know, obviously Vegas thinks Pomerantz is going to win. Doesn't mean it's necessarily true. You know, I'm a huge Colin McHugh fan, a guy who I think is under the radar, you know, 
at least mid-tier to middle-upper-tier starting pitching who's pretty pretty successful against both sides of the plate. But that being said, you know, uh, of the two, I would prefer Pomerantz tomorrow because of that strikeout potential. He could he could hit double digits. I have both these guys. on. Uh, I have five uh, season-long teams, and they're on at least three of them, each of these players. So these are the two guys I believe, and I agree with you too. Pomerantz is the better play against that Houston lineup. Edison Volquez, Kyle Gibson going to go at it in Minnesota. Kansas City, Minnesota, we got eight total in this one. I'll tell you what, I was really – really wondering what Edison Volquez would do coming over the American League. I thought he was helped out by going to Kansas City, which is a good pitchers ballpark, much like Pittsburgh. But he looked really good the first game in another good pitchers ballpark in Minnesota. Uh, Volquez is a guy that, uh, i got to be honest, I lack confidence in sometimes. Uh, but he's been a strong play for over a year now. Yeah, I, I mean, if you're going to play the ballpark, I understand. He does have some tournament appeal for that reason. Um, he is wild, and I think a hitter, you know, a guy who's wild, a hitter like Joe Maurer is pretty much guaranteed to be on base at least once against him. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, I actually do like Maurer a lot, even though this Twins offense has struggled. If we do get wild Volquez, it could be an under-the-radar, at least mini-stack, you know, the middle of that lineup. Maybe you go with Maurer. If he's wild, you go with Vargas and hope for a home run. Um, of the two, I would probably prefer Volquez because he is volatile. You know, the games that he's not wild, he's actually can be quite effective, and he's facing a lineup that's not that good. You know, Danny Santana setting the table, and there's not much behind him. But Gibson's a pitcher I've never really liked. I don't really particularly like using him. The Royals' offense is hot, and I, although in you know daily fantasy baseball we don't really believe in hot streaks, but. I just don't really believe in Kyle Gibson either, so I'm kind of fading him from consideration, and I think you can use, you know, the normal Kansas City bats, you know, the Hosmers, the Moustakis, throw all of them at him because he's not really a good pitcher. So what do you truly believe in? Do you believe in rabbit's foots? <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually very skeptical when it comes to most things. You know, it's it's not just limited to daily fantasy baseball. You really have to prove things to me for me to uh, believe it. Uh, what do I believe in? Uh, that's a good question. I'll, I'll have to get back to you on that one. Now, would you ever go to a fortune teller to predict your uh, daily fantasy lineup? <laughs> no, no, and uh, I actually had an ex-girlfriend who believed in that, and it took just about everything I could to bite my tongue on most occasions. You know, there was a family member who passed away, and she went to go talk to her, and, you know, a lot of people do watch the Long Island medium, so to each their own. Yeah. But you'll never catch me watching that show, let's put it that way. No, you're not big into the Long Island medium. No, no, no. Uh, I did prank call Miss Cleo once. That's as close as I've gotten to, you know, talking to a medium. How can he prank call Miss Cleo? Shouldn't she have known who was calling? <laughs> well, you call in and you got to spend the money to get someone on the line. I don't even think it was Miss Cleo. I think it was one of Miss Cleo's interns. And, no, one uh, of her think... lackeys. Exactly. So I think we talked to her, and I, I don't even remember. It was so long ago, but it was something absurd, and she probably hung up on us. Washington, Boston go at it, eight and a half total. Gio Gonzalez, Wade Miley, all lefty matchup in this one. 
I'll tell you what, these have been fireworks going on at Fenway Park. Uh, you look at it from an offensive standpoint, you've got to love Hanley Ramirez in this game. Uh, Dustin Pedroia batting at the top of the order. Looks like his wrist is safe as he has three home runs to start the year. Uh, you look at that, and uh, on the other side, from the Washington National side, I'm not jumping in with Jason Worth just coming back uh, from an injury, but he's a guy that's hit lefties well in the past. Yeah. I agree with you. I actually think that Gio Gonzalez is going to be a guy that I completely fade tomorrow. Um, you know, we saw what happened to Strasburg today, which doesn't necessarily weigh the decision, but I think Mookie Betts is playing extremely well at the beginning of that lineup. You know, David Ortiz can hit uh, can hit the lefties, you know, Pedroia, Hanley Ramirez, as you mentioned, and it's a ballpark with the short corners. So I think there could be some balls leaving that ballpark. I don't particularly like Wade Miley, except for the fact that the Nationals really have struggled to hit. I like me some Ian Desmond some if you're going to use a bat on their side, but I think you could go elsewhere and use a shortstop in one of the stacks that you like. Um, you know, Wade Miley, not really an option for me because I think, you know, he's a mediocre pitcher without much strikeout potential. But of the two, you know, I'd prefer to save the money and use him instead of Gio Gonzalez. So I think it's going to be well overused tomorrow night. Yeah, you know what? And I'm going to retract my statement a little bit. I I don't I wouldn't use Jason Worth, but look around and see what his price is on the sites, because if he's down cheaper than he usually is, then I might be convinced into it. Put it this way, I'm not paying a top ten salary for Jason Worth, a guy that I would in the past uh, in this matchup go with a left-handed against Wade Miley. Uh, I'm just not going to do it with Worth is right now a top ten salary. Yeah, and I should mention that Wilson Ramos is another name you could use um, if you're going a right-handed bat against Miley, and I think he's actually probably going to be about mid-price in terms of catchers and definitely usable. And I would have used um, I would have used uh, Anthony Rendon too if he wasn't hurt. That's a problem. I can't use him. <laughs> yeah, if Fanduel yeah. though. I have him might... in a few. I have him in a few might... yearly leagues. And I was hoping not to hear that name for a few weeks. Yeah, he might save me from a minus one. <laughs> you never know, right? Alfredo Simon, Francisco Lariano going at it. And this game is a seven and a half total. Uh, Simon's a guy. That, Pittsburgh, I like to. Pittsburgh actually leads the league in strikeouts right now. And I, I, that's one of the reasons that I went uh, with Sean Green tonight, but he only had uh, three strikeouts in that one. Um, Simone doesn't strike anybody out anyway, so you got to write him off. And I'm not going to use Frankie Lariano against the Detroit Tigers, who are absolutely crushing the ball. Even though you got a great ballpark and a great strikeout pitcher uh, with little control issues, uh, I'm sitting this one out on Frankie Lariano. I agree with you. I think this is an absolutely awful matchup for Francisco Liriano. It's a bunch of, you know, patient hitters, guys like Miguel Cabrera, who don't go outside of the zone, which is kind of his thing, you know, the change-up breaking ball in the dirt, and the fact that they're very right-handed, especially all their monster hitters. You know, Cabrera, Martinez is a switch hitter, J.D. Martinez, Kinsler, you know, Rajay Davis, Iglesias, Castellanos, the list goes on. I mean, I just think there are games to use, Francisco Liriano and like Gio Gonzalez, this just isn't one of them. This isn't one of them. I'll tell you what, Iwakuma uh, right now in the first inning has loaded the bases uh, with two outs, uh, but hasn't let up a run. And 
68% of people have him in the night. I would really like a Ethier to hit a shot out of here right now with the bases loaded. And I don't have Ethier, but I just like to take down the other pitchers that people have. Is that? Do you ever root for defense when you're playing daily fantasy? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're if you use the pitcher who's low owned and you're going against guys who've got the Kershaws or the studs of the night, absolutely. So you say. You know what? I'm I'm done being a nice guy. I'm rooting for ill-fated people. Yeah, I never root for injury <laughs> or anything like that, but I have no problem rooting for a guy to give up a home run at any point. So, so you weren't rooting for Carlos Carrasco to take one off the head tonight? No, no. If I, if I, I mean, I didn't use Carlos Carrasco, but certainly that wasn't the way I wanted to see him go down. I'd rather have him, you know, giving up back-to-back homers five times and then and then get pulled. Seattle and the Dodgers go out of Taiwan Walker, who got crushed the first time, and Brett Anderson, a guy that's not going to throw by anybody again. Uh, Nelson Cruz is going to come into play. Ricky Weeks is going to come into play in this one uh, for the Seattle Mariners. Yeah, I actually think Taiwan Walker, there's two ways to look at him. Either A, the first outing, he was tipping his pitches, which is why he got so killed, or B, it was just you know, a bad outing because he had such a great spring and there were high hopes going into the season and he just got killed. So if you're on the second side, which I actually think I'm going to be, I have no problem using him even against a a lineup that's been pretty decent. And I think that Taiwan Walker is going to be under-owned in in tournaments because he he got lit up so badly in game number one and he has potential to actually have a big game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. People are fickle when it comes to daily fantasy, and they just blow it off. Uh, after a guy gets exposed once, they say, that's it, I'm done with that, I'm not playing. Uh, so it'll be interesting for people to go out there and use Taiwan Walker in this one. It's Ricky Sanders, Tony Scott, and this is the Daily Roto Podcast. Ricky, another glorious effort tonight in baseball. So i got to ask you, was tonight the big game between the New Orleans Pelicans and the San Antonio Spurs for that last playoffs? Well, you know what? I've been so busy tonight, I couldn't even watch basketball, which really, really pains me. You know, it's interesting because I'm rooting for the Pelicans, even though I give Russell Westbrook credit. Uh, what did you think of the NBA's decision to uh, basically rescind that last technical foul and allow uh, Russell Westbrook to play in this one? I agreed with it. I mean, I don't think you want your star player on a mediocre call, you know, sitting out a game that decides literally their whole season's worth of fate. I don't think it was worth it for the NBA from a money perspective. You know, a lot of eyes they were going to get on that game because it was determining the playoffs. So I think they did the right thing. They made the basketball more exciting in the meantime. So you you can't argue with that. And to answer your question, the Pelicans game is not tonight. It is tomorrow night. All right, tomorrow night. So we can definitely check that out. Remember, folks, Drew Pomerantz is my pick to click uh, tomorrow night from a pitching perspective. Ricky, what did you write about at DailyRoto.com? What can we expect next? Next is going to be my Major League Baseball picks for tomorrow night. You can bet Hector Santiago will be included in there. You can bet that Todd Frazier and Devin Mezraka will be included in there. And I actually am going to get Lance Lynn in there, as we talked about. I wrote the other day about NBA rotations. Uh, I kind of worked in a Fallout Boy theme in that article. So if you're a Fallout Boy fan, you know, there's a little bit of both. You got some basketball and some Fallout Boy later in the week. Um, I will be doing some 
NBA recap as, as we move forward. I'm actually, the decision has been made. I'm going to continue to write some NBA moving into the NBA playoffs and on weekends. And I guess Tuesday nights I'll be writing baseball. So I'm going to continue to do both moving forward. You know, I, I got a tough question. I think it'll be the toughest question anybody ever asked anybody. And I can say this is the first time I've ever attempted this, so don't try this at home, folks. I am a trained professional, but I don't know how this is going to play out. Ricky, what what is your nationality? Lithuanian. All right. So, Ricky, if you weren't Lithuanian, what nationality would you like to be? Huh. I suppose Italian wouldn't be a bad pick. You know, you you got the the East Coast Guidos who seem like they got it pretty good. You go to Italy, everyone seems happy. I uh, after watching The Godfather, I think I would have to take Italian. You know, Italians eat rabbits. I'm okay with that. I mean, if you talk to me enough, you'll see. And I I will eat just about anything. One of my favorite shows is Andrew Zimmern and Bizarre Foods, and you know, I just sit there watching, saying, "I would eat that. I would eat that." Really? Have you ever ate a truck stop? Have I ever? I've I've eaten just about everywhere. I mean, I've one of my most disappointing moments was going to Arizona and it not being rattlesnake season, and me wanting to try that. Oh, really? That's crazy, because they have gator down here that you can try out in Florida. So it's interesting that you would go uh, that route. So uh, Ricky Stanley is a guy that loves the fine cuisine. When I say fine, that means anything. Uh, my friend, the legend Lenny Melnick, he actually sat in the all-you-can-eat section at the Arizona Diamondbacks game. Would that be something you would partake in when you go to a game, sit in the all-you-can-eat section? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I've giving it a shot at an eating contest with some friends. You know, uh, I love the buffet setup. Even though the food usually is of the greatest quality, I, there are times where you just give me quantity over quality, and I'm a happy man. There he is, Ricky Sanders, absolutely <laughs> getting it done. You're listening to the Daily Roto Podcast. Tony Sakata, Ricky Sanders. Remember, we're going to have a couple champions on this week. Uh, guys who won the FanDuel Championship, and we're going to have the second place in the Fantasy Aces Basketball Championship. Make sure you check out all the great work over at DailyRoto.com. We're out of here. 